What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. What's good? This is Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhood's Podcast. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you do it, K, but it actually flows when when E does his shit. It kind of just weaves together nicely. Does it? Yeah. He does a mashup. I mean, you don't listen to our podcast, whatever. But <laughs> I listen to none of the podcasts that I do. <laughs> I, that's why we don't take any. You know, whatever. You, you treat us all the same. Do you, uh, you, you had some drama this week, Manny. Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I actually, I just got, uh, an update, um, when I walked through the door today. But, um, so I, I was, te- we didn't share this on the podcast, but, um, we were texting in our little group chat last week. And I had mentioned that, uh, at my daughter's school, they had a lockdown. So not, not a drill, but an actual legit reason to lock the school down. So cops show up, um, all the kids make it safely to their to their classrooms. Uh, actually, real quick side note. So, you know, when we talked about it previously, we talked about, like, what happens to the kids if they're kind of right. stuck in the hallway, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So in my daughter's school, what happens is they're next. So they get locked out of the classroom that they're supposed to go to. So their next course of action is go find an empty classroom and lock yourself in that classroom. If there is no... Sounds like bad bad choices. Yeah, it's all, it's all bad. And then it's... Leave them to their own devices in, their, <laughs> in an empty room. And then it's... Find, if that's not an option, go find an empty uh, a bathroom or a bathroom somewhere and lock yourself in the bathroom. And if all else fails... And I, that's what I asked her. I was like, and if none of those are options? She was like, what? Say hello. <laughs> so... I mean, that's terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. But but everybody made it safe to where they were supposed to go. So, um, it, it, you know, they took all the precautions. The communication out here is impeccable. Like, as soon as shit got locked down, we got emails. Twitter was going crazy. Like, the the local police department was tweeting about what was going on, um, making sure that everybody knew everybody was, they were following the protocol. So, everybody was safe as far as they knew at at that moment in time. And after all of that, uh, it, it ends up that, you know, it was a hoax, apparently. So some teacher received a phone call from, they believe, a student saying there was somebody armed on premises, with, you know, with a gun or what have you. Wow. So they went through all that, right? And I'm so I'm in a meeting in a city when this is all going down. And I see my phone light up with this stuff. And my wife's texting me. And I'm in the middle of this meeting and I'm like, and the CEO of the company that I'm, I'm, I'm consulting for is there. And 
I'm trying to be, you know, respectful of the meeting, but I'm like completely off. Right. And then as soon as the meeting's done, I was like, yo, I'm sorry. You know, this is going on. And they were like, oh, yo, leave. And I was like, I looked at the train schedule. I was like, it, it doesn't make any difference if I leave now or if I leave in 30 minutes because I can't catch a train anyway. So all that right happens. <clears throat> and then today uh, my wife tells me she starts to see more news coming out, like emails coming from the board of ed over here saying there's police activity back at the school. So we're thinking, oh, shit, another lockdown. And it, it works out that the kid apparently who created the hoax last week called to apologize this week <laughs> and is he a student at the school i don't think it's known yet or she he or she whoever yeah i, I don't I, I have no idea yet but it's interesting because i know like um the police department here was saying like you know we're gonna prosecute whoever it is to the full extent of the law yada yada right. all that stuff and i guess they got scared i don't know what it is but it's 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 over, I suppose. But, yo, the drama and the fucking craziness that everybody was feeling was out of control. Mm. Did you guys ever gone through anything like that when you were kids in school? No. I had. I just remember earthquake drills and stuff like that. But no, I went through that. But, but Manny talking about all this made me remember that we had a couple bomb threats when i was in junior high oh word and it was and i don't remember if because i know around that time especially in miami there was the whole like the the pablo escobar had like threatened to like do terrorism in the u.s and and different things like that were were happening so like people were taking these type of threats real serious but usually the threats were hoaxes usually but i'm thinking like damn we didn't have social media we didn't have you know we couldn't text people so I just remember you'd go to school and they'd just like close the school and be like, nah, everybody just go home. It's that, a bomb threat. That was it? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fine. So long as nothing blew up, they're like, yo, just go yeah. to your homes. You're probably safer there yeah. anyway. So how did your how did your daughter react with all this? Yo, when she was at school. Actually, that's the funny part. So usually my daughter's scared of her shadow. Like she's very petrified and paranoid about pretty much any circumstance. And she was the one, she was the one who was like looking around at her classmates that were freaking out. Like, why are you wilding? Like, we're we're safe in a classroom. I mean, it's boring. I get it, but we're we're here. It's fine. Not understanding the magnitude of what potentially could have have happened, right? If this was a for real thing, yeah. When are you gonna panic? I told her when somebody, God forbid, gets shot. Like, is that when you're gonna be? like your friends and she's looking around like they're crazy i was like you can't really judge them for feeling that way because in their mind it's the worst case scenario because when the lockdown happens that's what you're immediately supposed i guess supposed to think well how how aware was is she or was she of some of these previous school shootings that have taken place um, have you guys ever talked about that with her or is she aware of that from news or any of that kind of stuff yeah and, and that's kind of where we ended up like discussing some of those things as to what has happened in situations like this so we didn't really touch on her awareness but it was mm-hmm. it was evident when we had these conversations that she was not we haven't mm-hmm. really had this conversation before right um so 
you know, and we were, I was trying to be careful because I didn't want her to go all the way the other way and be completely paranoid about it like she is with most everything else. Right, be freaked out about going to school every day. Yeah, so we kind of, I think we got to probably a little further away from where I wanted to end up, but she she got a better sense of why, you know, these things are necessary and what what the reasons are around them. But the following day, so this happened, I think, it was on a Thursday. The Friday following, like, half the school was not there. Like, most of the kids didn't show up. And she she texts us during the middle of the day, and she's like, "Yeah, yo, it's weird. Nobody's here." And I was like, uh, "And I was like, why? What happened?" She's like, "Oh, you know, people are um, stressed out. Like they're having issues, all this stuff." And I'm like, "Man, I, I for on one hand, I totally understand it. Like you know how you can go from okay to like mentally disturbed. But I think you know kids, right? Like." What do we do when we want a day off? We'll find some fucking excuse. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, the other part. I mean, of it and is that's that. a pretty good excuse, actually. No, it yeah. works. Totally. Kind of valid. Totally. Totally. And so but, would you say, did she say the majority of her classmates were freaking out when they were, they were, they were visibly like upset she said while about, this was going down? She said about half the people that she encountered were, were f- visibly upset. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the whole town like we're a relatively small community. So the whole town like we we have a we you probably have this e um, next door. You guys ever heard of that app next door? Yeah, it's a it's a problem. You you have it. You have next door. <laughs> it's a problem. I don't I don't know what that is. You don't my, want to my know. my wife reads the damn next door. <laughs> She's is it like, like the Ring community thing? Yeah, yeah. it's very similar. So that shit, yeah, that's just crazy too, man. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's based. I mean it's. It's good information and the fact like that it you can see a lot of the foul shit that's going on in your right. neighborhood and kind of keep you aware. But on the flip side, like if you start going into it too much, then it's just you, you, you know you're gonna in. have anxiety, you're gonna have be paranoid. You know every, I mean, the majority of the shit that we're reading about, like with the Ring and with and, and Next Door, and there's a couple other apps that are like that. Um, all this stuff has probably been going on. Forever, no, no, yeah, sure. yeah, <laughs> you know, no, but now we have now we have the ability to see it and know more about it, so it's like so it just adds another level of anxiety to it. So there's a good thing and a bad thing to it, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's like the ignorance is bliss shit, right? Exactly, reality. But like, you one minute you think you live in a in a decent neighborhood, and the next yeah. minute <laughs> I'm looking at Ring, and they're like, yeah, just uh, we uncovered a body, you know, point zero three miles away from your house, you, you know, exactly. murder victim, stabbing, you know, shit is crazy, man. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, but but in, in better news, so my my daughter um, made her her middle school basketball team, which is very competitive. We just found out today. I thought so, she was off basketball. Right. So, <laughs> so. We had a tumultuous summer when it came to basketball. Um, so th- there's like two major uh, teams, I guess you could call it. There's a school team, and then there's one called CYO. CYO is Catholic Youth Organization. They run um, through different schools. They have a, like a league that's pretty popping uh, pretty much anywhere you go. So she in the fall, she started with the CYO program again, which she liked that group of people. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I want to do this again. And then she was like, yo, middle school tryouts are coming up. I'm going to go for that. I was like, all right. I, I kind of just left it alone because, I, I, again, I, 
her relationship in mind with respect to her playing ball, I've been overbearing. So I was like, I'm just, he's back. You go ahead. You know what you're doing. You go do your thing. And so they had like three days of tryouts. Today was the last day. And she made it. She's, I think out of like, I want to say it was like 40, 50 people. She made the final cut. And so she's on the team. Nice. So we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm proud and, and nice. happy. Can your sports on, man? Yes. Yo, I mean, like, middle school is a is a is a milestone. So if you can get seventh in, in your seventh grade year into basketball at, on a competitive level, that bodes well for you for high school opportunities. And then if you do well in high school, you got some college opportunities. And daddy got a scholarship. <laughs> is is middle school? In your school district, I don't know if this is across the board in U.S. Is it sixth grade starting at sixth grade? Yes, six, seven, yeah, I think and it eight all changed in yeah. our lifetime. They used to be yeah, junior we, high, and that was seventh. Yeah, eight. the year that I went to high school, I don't know if this happened to you. I was in in junior high. What in? Seven. I was in. What was it seventh? Yeah, it used to be seventh yeah. and eighth. Right. So then I the the year that I moved to high school, the other kids that were going into seventh moved to high school as well, and they changed. That's when they made the change. Yeah, because I never sixth grade always felt like you were still in grammar, school. like the end of elementary. Well, I was in sixth grade in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, ditto. Wait, now seventh, eighth, ninth, and then right? No, no, my bad. Ninth to tenth was when it when it changed. Yeah, that's, I wasn't. Sh- yeah, I wasn't sure if this that's was, what I meant. That was just a California thing, or if it was across the board. With no, nah, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and it seems like it's across the board if if you're dealing with that in yeah, Manny. Seems like that's a pretty, I don't know, man. Seems like yeah. middle school A is a scary time for kids and, and being a, you know, a sixth grader going into middle school. That seems pretty young to start dealing with all well, that I mean, shit. If you think about it, I don't know. I actually, if I, the way I think about it, sixth grade, I felt like the kids were already like acting like middle schoolers. Yeah. And so, it might not be bad if you think about it to to bunch up the sixth graders all the way with sixth, seventh, and eighth, right? Yeah. Because then the ninth graders are already like it really felt like they were already like on another. I don't level. know. I get it. I get it because I remember seeing those older kids always coming back for like the to, to you know pick up the chicks and all that. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, okay, maybe these dudes they need to move all these people. Man. Right. Like, you know. The the way so the way it went down here for and it's probably the same all over the place. Sixth grade is a good I feel like transition year. Um, yeah. So for for a lot of the reasons E just said, but um, when you think about the way they break it down, at least in this district, they hit them with like a real nice good dose of like you're you're moving on to a, a new stage. So they get that shock in six, but they give it to them in a dose where. Uh, if they fuck up, they still have plenty of room to make up, and it and they hit them on different levels. It's like, all right, there's a lo- certain level of independence now that you have, so they they make sure that they um, hit them with that, and then scholastically, like the challenges of how you do work and what type of work is coming at you, and how to balance your schedule and prioritize all these things are now things that they're going to be held accountable toward at least in the first half of that sixth grade year, and then they kind of you know transition them into seventh and eighth so i like the way they did it here it was it was good for my daughter even though it might have been a little hectic at first Mm. 
That, if you do think, I never thought of it until you said it again. I'm like, damn, man, it is a big transition to go from kind of being chaperoned at, at every moment in elementary, and then all of a sudden you're you're like going from class to class. You have a locker, like it's a bigger campus. Yeah. Like I remember, I was freaking out when I went to junior high. You know, like I was like, this shit is fucking crazy, man. So, <laughs> and then Crazy Hood was born. Somewhere around there, it was <laughs> crazy for sure. Was born. Yeah. <laughs> Hood Productions came later on. <laughs> yeah, I go to because sometimes they, my son's basketball stuff. Sometimes they'll play like in the summer, especially they'll do. Um, they'll go to middle like other area middle schools and play at those gyms and have different schools play with each other and stuff. So. It's weird. Get on some of these middle school campuses. I can't believe how big some of them are. I'm like, my son is walking around like, is this a high school? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. Sometimes it could look like a college campus. Some of these freaking middle schools. It's It's crazy. Huge man. I mean, my so my daughter's my my eldest daughter's middle school. That shit is. I want to say they got like four thousand students. Damn. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but like it's it's thousands of students. Yeah. So imagine like the how they got an Olympics. You know they got four wings they call them, <laughs> and it's like massive buildings. How do they prepare these kids? Because I don't remember being like prepared, you know, for that free movement and going to your locker and all. I remember it was so overwhelming that it just took me a while to 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 adapt to this. And it was also the first time I took a public school bus. Was mm-hmm. in junior high, which I definitely jumped on the wrong bus, and that was a fucking fiasco. <laughs> um, so, and I walked a couple miles, which felt like I walked a couple oh, cities to, yeah. to, to my house. But um, yeah, do they prepare kids? Like, what do they do? Do they do like a thing where they the? I would imagine the kids and the parents come before school starts, and they kind of walk them through what 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 they're about to deal with. But I don't remember that happening for me. Yeah, we we. Yeah, I don't, I know I'd never got no prep for any of that shit. It was just, yo, feed them to the wolves and hope for you the just best. Kinda, yeah. well, you just kind of, well, you did, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, did your daughter get a prep when going into middle school? Did she, they, did she, you as a family get, get a whole prep for it? Yo, yeah. So both actually. So they, they had like two, um, meetings, I guess, but in, in uh, like large auditorium. So at the end of her fifth grade year, they did one where they got all the parents and kind of set the stage for what the summer's going to look like or what they should be thinking about for the summer prep before the fall comes. And then like in August, they had, um, it was like a, a couple of days, I want to say, where they, it was almost kind of like camp, sort of. Like they had, you know, a series of hours over a couple of days, <clears throat> excuse me, where students could go to the school kind of get acclimated with where they have to go, understand where their classrooms were, and really just kind of walk the halls and get mentally acclimated with how the things, you know, how their year is going to go. And I think teachers were there. Like, they kind of made it so that it was um, like a light, uh, almost like a soft start to, to the sixth grade year. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and, and when that happens for my daughter, I'm going to make a scaled model in the home. <laughs> And have her study it, so she, <laughs> and then have the inside scaled as well, model. Like, right. look, this is you're gonna be walking a little, 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 little figurine of her, I, every day for like three months. So when she goes, it's like, oh, yeah, I know this place like the back of my head. 
And then when she makes the wrong turn, you're going to be like, ah, wrong, turn around. <laughs> no, I have the, the app thing where like, I'll be like, I'll be like showing and I'll have an earpiece. I'll be turn left now, turn right. The fatherhood. Oh, did, did, did you ever watch that Black Mirror episode where the 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 mom that had some like ability? I forget what it was. Of some kind. Of, I, damn, I can't remember too much about it. Other than she had the ability to like turn on a camera inside her daughter's eyes and watch Jesus. like and, and like watch Yo. what her daughter was seeing and like so to keep tabs on her for. And you thought Euphoria was bad? Yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy. <laughs> So what what happened? Um, at the end, the daughter—I th- I think she killed the mom because <laughs> <laughs> that turned quickly. Because <laughs> she was—you was, know—it's like you're you're spying on you know the mom is spying on the daughter, but through the daughter's eyes, and and she was like the mom got kind of addicted to just being with you know seeing everything, and then you know she's got a boyfriend, and she started you know she promised that she was going to stop. Stop, you know, eavesdropping or eye dropping or whatever so, on the whole thing. So yeah, the, it, was, it was crazy. The invasion Sounds of weird. privacy drove her to, super, to murder. Super, yeah, super invasion. <laughs> My wife and I were watching the show. <laughs> I was like, "Would you do that?" She's like, "Hell yeah!" I'd, I'd watch. Oh, I'd, 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 I'd watch. Keep keep tabs on. Thank God, Ti's daughter didn't uh, go that route. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so totally yeah. BP. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Enough on that. <laughs> Watch Euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, are you getting a check, bro? Are you getting a check from HBO? <laughs> no, that shit ain't even on anymore right now. Well, I mean, you can watch reruns or whatever on demand. Let's bring in our guest. Let's do it, man. All right. Tonight, we have a true hip-hop legend. He's an artist, producer, DJ, and of course... Beatbox, we got the legendary Rozell with us on Fatherhoods. Blocker, blocker. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's good, fellas? And thank you for joining us, Ra. Yeah. yeah let's up. get down to this fatherhood, man. It ain't easy. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This- so you have you have two kids, right? If I remember correctly. Four. Four. Damn. Man. All right. Shit. <laughs> Woo. So break that down. Break that down, Rod. You got two boys, two girls. How, how's the mix? I got I got I got three boys, one girl. Hmm. Who's the Who's the oldest? Is the girl the oldest by chance? No, she's the youngest. Oh. Mm. She's the one that drives you crazy. Uh. <laughs> I really didn't have too many problems with my boys. You know, it was pretty simple. I can always chop it up with them. You know, I always made them feel, you know, they could talk about anything and everything. But with her, it was a little more delicate. Like, you know, certain things I was like, ah, I can't say that. <laughs> right. You know, I can't say that. that that's, she's going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, stuff I say around the boys. I mean, you know, she got... You know, sometimes she had a little intel on what we was talking about, mm. but it wasn't direct, you know? So, like, what what's an example so, uh, of something that you were like, oh, I can't talk about that? Okay. Well, me, well, well, me and my sons always 
I mean, they're older now, got their got their own apartments in there. But when they were younger, we used to watch, we used to watch URL all the time. That used to be our thing on the weekend. We watched the battle. So, you know, everybody screaming out, Don DeMarco. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes she would be there and, you know, we just be letting it rip. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you know, just the yeah. language. Right, right. <laughs> You know, so I was like, oh, yo, y'all got to keep it down. Like, yo, chill. All right, don't say that. Don't do that. But um, I'm sure she, you know, it, it didn't bother her much, but I'm, I was a little overprotective with her. You know what I mean? Like, but you got to be real. It's a real world out there. I mean, she goes to FIT now, so she's staying on, on campus. So I'm quite sure she's getting that that dirty Chelsea life right now. You know, it's crazy out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking now, I'm like, okay, maybe that might come in handy because we was just crazy with the words, you know? Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, man, just uh, she's the youngest man, and we, we, we try to protect her from everything, but sometimes you got to just let it be, you know? Yeah. You got to let that be like you can't you can't you can't keep them sheltered for too long because the real world is brutal. Yeah, this is true. You know? This is true. I mean, I always I always go by the theory of my mother say, say it's OK. To, it's OK to get along with everybody, but you got to be willing to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> Your mother used to say that. <laughs> That's yeah, a good one, though. Yeah. Was, Your mother's listen, a G. Yo, That's real practical. <laughs> Now, my mother was stuck out. My mother wasn't no 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 soccer mom, no come home and bake cookies type of mother. Nah. <laughs> my mother was a hustler. She's like, listen, it's okay. You want to be everybody's friend, but there's going to be that one person that you got to punch in their face. Because <laughs> they don't understand being friendly. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I though. Mean, I told my daughter that because, you know, she's Rainbow Coalition. She want to... Everybody can't we all get along? I'm yeah. like, nah, Rodney King got his ass beat. So sometimes <laughs> right. you gotta just put your foot down just to you know, you gotta set those boundaries with certain people. So I always live by that theory. Like, yo, I'm I I I, I like to be cool with everybody, but that's that one person you're gonna have to step to him. And yeah. that's life. And we all know that as fathers like, listen, son, or your your daughter, or however we look at it, they're gonna have to be able to defend themselves. Or actually be proactive, like, yo, let me just set this shit off now, <laughs> so it won't be no problems later. Have you, you have know, you ever true. have you ever had to like speaking on that same topic? Have you ever had to deal with your one of your kids actually set setting it off on somebody for you know I guess well, let's call it the right reasons defending themselves? H- have you ever had to parent I through mean, something like that? I mean, what I mean, one of my sons was having an issue, right? So he didn't. He wanted to figure out how to handle it, and he was like, "Well, you know, they having this, having this dance or whatever, and I don't want to go because, you know, they be throwing shade." I was like, "Yo, is it okay that the parents go?" He's like, "Yeah, they, yeah, parents can show up. That's no problem." I said, "Listen." This is how you're going you're gonna to get credibility right now. So I'm like, I'm going to come in the building. Everybody's going to see I'm in the building. And all that shit, all that shade is going to cease. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, trust me when I tell you. Because the thing is with kids, they got to know 
you know somebody or somebody got your back that got some type of movement going out here in the streets. Mm. I mean, I mean, I ain't selling drugs or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you got some type of credibility and you know people. Right. Right. So I go to this and I go to this event with them. You know, I came in there with the mink on, with the mink, the full gray fox. You, you pulled the, the Frank Lucas on him? <laughs> I did the, right, I did the <laughs> Frank Lucas. I did the Frank Lucas, yo, and I'm, I'm telling you, everybody was freaking out. They was like, yo, I heard people whispering, like, yo, ain't that, yo, ain't that the beatbox, dude? <laughs> like, yo, yo, that's Ross Pops, yo. Word. He ain't had no problems after that. And I told him, I was looking at him, I was like, see what I told you. You're good. My job is done here. <laughs> <laughs> we have no problems the after that. The, yo, the Ming did it. The Ming did it. For real. Stunning I learned on. that from my mother. I'm telling you, you come up in there like a million dollars, people ain't fucking with you. Because they trying to figure out who you are and why everybody whispering about you. Mm. It's an interesting tactic. <laughs> I'm going ha- to have to level up so I can get me a mink. We all know urban legend. Right. We all know urban legend. Come on. I mean, there's dudes like Effin. What's the dude in Miami that was, he was, um, oh, man, I can't remember his name, but I know Rick Ross talk about him all the time. Like, he's an OG in the street. You talking about like a hood dude or, or like an artist? Nah, hood dude. Oh, that be tri- he was like tricked out all the time. Is that what you like? No, I'm just saying the the, the point that I'm making is like you know urban legend. Like oh. you know I grew up I grew up in Queens, but my mom's lived in Harlem, so she used to tell me about all these guys, and when they walk in the room, like some of them you don't even hear about them no more. You know what I'm saying? You hear you hear about the Rich Porters and all these other guys, yeah. but there was these. These other guys that people knew about, but you didn't want to know them. Yeah. They you might have been, you might been talking about Noriega when he mentioned Noriega, Rick Ross? <laughs> no, the real Noriega. Noriega. No, no, no. It was another guy. I forgot his name. I know. I seen some interview and Rick Ross brought him up. Okay. But, like, it's, it's these urban legend guys, like, you hear about their name, but... You don't know who they are. Yeah, they're like shadows. So it's yeah. like you walk up in that room, like, oh, people start whistling, and you're going like, yo, why everybody whistling? <laughs> like, yo, that's so Yeah, the reputation precedes you. Yeah. Right, yeah. the reputation. So, like, even in Queens, like Supreme from Boom Bash, yeah. everybody's like, yo, yo, that's Supreme, that's Supreme. So when you hear Supreme from Boom Bash, you like, what y'all talking about? Like, yo, you know Boom Bash, yo, they just be beating motherfuckers down. And that's just urban legend. So Supreme had that. He walked in the room. Everybody got quiet or tucked their chain. All right, we getting off topic. Let's get back to fatherhood. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> these kids have yeah, a hold of Six years old, you <laughs> So, yo, I pulled the Frank Lucas show. I walked up in the room like a million dollars on. And everybody whispering, chattering. And he ain't have no problems after that. Nice. So I know you know I had to, nobody had to pull no guns, had to punch nobody in the face, and just you know you know kids, kids are yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I told him it would work, and after that he was good. He was like, "Yo, dad, you was right." <laughs> I was like I told you. <laughs> he didn't ask to borrow the mink 
<laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> actually, he, actually, uh, during that time, he was definitely borrowing some of my shirts, though. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, where's my shirt at? <laughs> oh, bro, I had a photo shoot. I'm like, yo, bro, you only 16. What you doing with a photo shoot, yo? <laughs> For real. So, Rob, we, we were having a convo one day, and um, we were talking about one of your sons who was, I don't know if he's still working in music or had the aspiration to work in music. I wanted you to break down a, a little bit about the idea of, of a plan B and the plan B that, uh, that you, you know, instilled in him and, and pushed him forward till. That's great that you asked that question. Cause <laughs> before, before I got, before I took full, before, before I was fully vested into my career, I worked at the bank. I worked for JP Morgan Chase. Mm-hmm. So, it's ironic that my son, I mean, he, he started out, I mean, he started working, I mean, he was working since he was 16, but when he graduated high school, he pretty much came out the gate running. He was working for AT&T at 19 years old. He was making like $60,000 a year in sales. So at 19, he was already moving. And then he started, then he got a, a job working for, um, I think it was Bank of America. It was the, either Bank of America or Citibank. <laughs> so, and he was doing his music. So he always had to struggle like, yo, I want to go, I want to be fully invested into the music. And I was like, pump your brakes. Let me tell you the mistake that I made. The mistake that I made, I mean, in hindsight, going back, I'm like, if I had to do it all over again, I would have made different moves because I'm thinking with the FOMO fear of missing out. So I'm like, yo, I got to jump now. I mean, I'm glad I jumped. I mean, I wouldn't do anything differently, but if I had to do things differently, I would have stayed at the bank a little bit longer and learned a little bit more about investments. So that's what he's doing now. He's been able to, <clears throat> he's been able to apply all that information and still do his music. Hmm. So that's the difference between me and him. I say, yo, you got me beat because the information that you have now and the fact that you have the internet on your side, you have all these mm-hmm. platforms on your side. And I didn't have that when I was coming up. So the fact that you, you know, you're about to take your series seven, you know, you have your notary license, uh, you have your investment license, you have your insurance license. I didn't have none of that. I didn't have none of that. So, when you feel it's time that you want to fully invest or be invested into your, into your music career, at least you have all of these other, uh, all these other vehicles under your belt that you can maneuver. Like you can go, you can go be a financial counselor right now. You can own, start your own financial situation right now with the, <clears throat> with the licenses that you already have. You can start, you can do insurance, you can do investments, you can do all these things. And, you know, once you take your series seven, then that's going to propel you to a whole nother level. So I didn't have none of that. So it's like, okay, it's hip hop or bust. It's like we, for me, it ain't no other choice. You got to make this shit work. Like it ain't no other choice by hook or crook. Get Mm -hmm. out there and get it. 
what in, in this situation where he can finagle it. But what he's been able to do with all the platforms and, and resources and avenues that they have now, his, he's been able to flip it and put the two together. I mean, he don't have he don't have any big records or anything like that yet, but he's been able to do lectures just based off of what he's already put out there, like his message. Like, he's, you know, he's not promoting what everybody else is promoting. He's actually promoting financial literacy mm. in his rap. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. So he's been able he he's he's he flipped it. Like I'm like, damn, why well, I ain't think about that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, dude, actually, so he actually flipped it. But I told him to pump the brakes because he was ready to jump. What? I was like, nah. You 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 often hear people say, don't have a plan B, right? In order for you to really go as hard as possible with the one thing that you're really focused on, right? I. I disagree with that. I think having a plan B is a smart move, but I can also yeah, see, I can also see how it might take away from your ambition to pursue something a hundred thousand percent. Right. Yeah. That's it, the only thing that's the, but you gotta, I mean, he's been able to balance, but he just, he's just never been. See, I jumped because I was going to be a part of the machine. Yeah. But the, being a part of the machine, it looks great. It looks great. You're everywhere, mm-hmm. but you're kind of you're everywhere. But you're really broke, right? Yeah. So the the route that he's taking, he doesn't get it now. I mean, he'll probably. I mean, he probably understands a little bit more now that he's older. That yo, this you have your you have your own your own stride. You can release records when you want to release it. You can put it on iTunes. You can put it on Amazon. You can put it on any platform you want. It. You don't have to answer to no one else. And at the same time, you still have all these other things under your belt. Right. Yeah, it's true freedom. Right. So I'm like, yo, Pop, Pop Duke, Pop Duke got to flip it. Pop Duke got to juggle monkeys and, and, and shoot fire out his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, you ain't got to do that. I'm like, yo, you ain't got to do that. So it's like, yo, when you, I mean, right now he's writing, he's writing some songs for ESPN. Oh, that's dope. You know know what I mean? So he's been able to, he flipped it. He flipped it way better than I thought. Because I wasn't even thinking he had something, he had other plans. I'm like, but he's always been like that since a little kid. Like, he's always been like, I, and he listened. So that, I always was blessed by that. I'm like, he listened. Mm. He listened. I was like, "No, don't jump out the window. Get your get this license. Get your investment license. Get your insurance license. Get your Series Seven. Get your notary license. So you you got another business already set up. Mm. So when you're ready to jump, you still got a business over here. Was he defensive at all when you when you first said not it? Or oh, cool. no, not at all, not at all. Because he even looked at. It, he's like, "Damn, who would have thought I'd have been working at the bank like you?" I was like. <laughs> Not, I said, man, I'm like, yo, God works in funny ways. So I'm like, you talking about a replica? Like, forget he looked just like me. <laughs> how about, you know what I mean? But I call him, I call him 2.0 because he's doing it better. But he don't get that yet. He just see, oh, yo, my pops got three Grammys, gold, platinum plaques, been all over 40 countries. Keep keep going, Rob. Keep stunting. I don't care. Yeah. I want to hear everything. <laughs> so he's he's like this, like, yo, I gotta catch up. I'm like, yo, you got me beat. 
Right. Yeah. You're 30. At 30, I was nowhere near accomplices you are accomplices. 30. That's I dope. just had a record deal. That's all I had. A record deal. Now now you you highlighted one child. Are the rest of your kids similar in their maybe not musically, right? But like uh, do they follow kind of a similar cadence or do you have like completely different types of kids? Yeah, they're different. Okay. Well, 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 my two youngest, my two youngest, they're more artistic. Like uh, my daughter's visual artist. So she's going to FIT for visual arts. Um, my youngest son, he's going for uh, uh, graphics, digital graphics. And he's doing, he's doing some amazing stuff. Like he's on some, Basquiat, Picasso, slash Swiss Beats, you know, Harvard Business School. I mean, he graduated from Howard. Dope. He's getting his master's at NYU. So he's on some, he's on a whole nother level. And he got his own little podcast. He, I mean, he's. Yo, people, people got to stop saying that. Every time I hear somebody talk about a podcast, they say, yo, he got his little podcast. These things are no, big, I, I don't son. Mean, I, don't mean it, I don't mean it like that. But I'm just saying, it's like he got... You got a big podcast got, over here. I mean, I'm, shoot, I'll be doing my little shows over here. Ah, <laughs> all right, touche, touche. You know what I mean? But I don't I don't mean it in a, in a diminishing way. He just... Nah, I got you. You know, I mean, listen, he's not drink, he's not drink champs yet. Man, he likes being a jerk. Yeah, I'm not saying the Bro, I got, I, I, I got a bus. I got a bus. You chop, son. It's it's, it's all love. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah, man. But yo, but he's yo, you know, he's he's um, he's definitely man. He's he's definitely got some things, man. I know he's gonna just surprise me with because he's always been like that. Now, my middle son. He's just like, listen, I'm not like none of y'all. I'm just going to get me a, a government job and be good. I'll, I'll meet y'all at the finish line with my pension. <laughs> hey, that's a plan. That's, that's a good plan. Yeah, that's yeah, not a bad yeah. plan. If it makes him happy, that's a good plan. He works for the post office. So he's like, yeah, yeah I'll meet you with my pension, all right? <laughs> that's what's up. For real. So, yeah, man. So when you had, when you started, when you had your first first kid or, first, or the first two kids, were you fully um, in 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 with the roots and tra- and traveling and touring at that point? Or, and and oh, how was that with 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 yeah, raising kids? I mean, well, when I first when I when I had my oldest, like little Ra, that was before the roots. Okay. So that's when I was working at the bank. Mm. But um, around ninety, around ninety three, ninety four. <laughs> that's when I started rolling with the roots. I was taking them to different shows, wetland, taking them out to Philly to, uh, um, to the studio. I think it was uh gambling huff studio. I don't think it's there anymore, but gambling huff studio, you know, sound of Philadelphia. <laughs> I was taking them, you know, taking them around so that he, he got the bug at the, at an early age. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he was chilling with Black Thought before everybody knew who Black Thought was. Wow. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean he kinda he kinda models he kinda models himself after after uh after Tariq, so you know what I mean? Like that's that's big uncle right there. Yo, can you mention your son's like like how do we find his music? Because now you got me really you're doing a great job selling him. Rozel, nah, Rozel Jr. Like I I'm I'm 
see, I'm, I'm, I'm not that type of dad. Like, you know, most dads be like, yo, you got to me. I hope you discover him oh, because okay. I hope you discover him. Like for real, I know he's kind of got the shadow cause you put Rozelle, you think beatbox, yeah. but he's like lyrically and respectfully for the culture and respectfully for this generation of artists and this, this generation of kids just being literate about their finances about their future and having a career doing something totally opposite of that. Mm-hmm. This is the combination of the two. I mean, he, he's definitely blown my mind because I didn't think he would flip it like that. You know what I mean? And then at the, I got to just say, he just respects the culture. He respects it fully. Like he, he know about the rock hymns, the LL cool J's, the public enemies. And he knows about, you know, he knows about what's going on now. You know, with the little this, little yachties and the little little everybody's and the the babies and the other baby. Babies and the babies and the little. The babies are little. <laughs> the babies are little, right? The little babies. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I I mean, you can go on any platform, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Rozelle Jr. Give it a listen. And I mean, honestly, lyrically, he talking some things, man. He's talking some things. I mean, a lot of people say he looked like T.I. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, we might have to find T.I.'s daughter, yo. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yo, T.I., you listening? <laughs> T.I., T.I.'s you know been going I mean? through but, some uh, things. <laughs> right, right. But I mean... But I mean, this this is a positive this is a positive young man all around. You know what I mean? That's what's up, man. So to me, it's like to me that's a breath of fresh air. And I'm like, yo, stick to it. I know everybody talking about yo, I got it hard. Yo, the cops, the pole, yo, gang life. I get it. If that's your truth, that's your truth. And I always tell him to live his truth. If that's not what you're about, don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. You know? Not seeing that. You know, I'm just saying, bloodline, don't get me wrong, our bloodline, we something else, but sometimes you got to break that chain. You don't really need to go down that road. Let's just keep it. If this is how you feel, that's how you feel. It's all right. I mean, I think I've seen a video with Jay-Z and another rapper. He's like, yo, I really don't want to rap about guns and all of that selling drugs, but that's what everybody want to hear. I'm against that. I'm like, yo. If you ain't carrying guns yeah. and moving pelicans Wait. of kilos, yeah. don't don't rap about it. Don't rap third person. Don't rap like vicariously doing. No, that's no, that's not you. Let's just be real, be authentic. Mm-hmm. I'm me. I I'm not trying to be anything else. I'm the king of what I do. I'm not trying to be. Oh, I'm gonna be a thugged out beatboxer. Or I'm be a drug dealer nah that's this is what i do yo i entertain why do people still say they're in the kitchen when crack isn't even popular anymore <laughs> <laughs> they still cooking right. that's just so 90s man 80s and 90s come on right i'm still in the kitchen with the with the baking soda like, and they still in the ugly ass hood kitchen they ain't even upgrade right, the kitchen man <laughs> I'm like, yo, don't you know we got electric stoves now? Like, what's he doing? 
Like, yo, you know, Samsung, yo, they got the like the refrigerator and the double oven set. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, Sam. Yeah, man. But um, I mean, it's just good, you know, just to to see your influence on your kids, you know. Like they see how you work, your work ethic and you know, mm-hmm. the, the time you put in, the commitment, and you know, they they pursue it. You know, in their own way. How did they feel about? How did they feel when you were out on tour? How was that for you? I mean, I mean, for me, it was hard because it's like, okay, man, you out on the road, you know. But I always looked at it like you paving the way. You paving the way. Don't look at it like, oh, I'm not there. You know, I mean, I, I know I've made. I know I've made at least 60% of the events, like if they had a play or my son had a game or I needed to be somewhere, I know 60% of that I was there. Right. The other percentage, 40%, I was out on the road trying to make it happen. Right. You know, so, I mean, this basically like, listen, I'm always been true about legacy. Now, even, even when I talk to my cousin, I don't, I don't even know if a lot of people know that Raheem from the Furious Five. That's my cousin. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> yeah. So this is legacy. I mean, like, you know, I don't I don't drop names and brag a, a lot about, you know, family and all of that. Also, uh, that's funny. My my youngest son, his mom. His mom is related to. Uh, um, Joe Robinson from Sugar Hill. Oh, wow. Joe Robinson from Enjoy Records. Oh, Enjoy. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's it, it gets crazy. If I if I, we go in, into into depth of the 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 lineage, the tree, it's crazy. But um, wow. my cousin Raheem, you know, learning from him, being around him when I was younger, that was like the the battery in my back. So I just kind of want to pass that same thing, you know. I mean, that's that's how I started beatboxing because of Grandmaster Flash. Hmm. Fury Five. That's how I started beatboxing. That's a good way to start. That's a good way to start and be inspired. Yeah. So to me, it's like, yo, I'm trying to pass that same jewel down to my kids and just to see how that evolves into their own situations. It's like it's a beautiful thing. It's like even I mean, I that Raheem's my older cousin, so it wasn't like I was hanging out with him every day, smoking weed and all that. I wasn't doing that. I was just a little fly on the wall. And that little fly on the wall was inspired. Like, I go back to the block like, yo, I was just with Flash. Everybody like, stop lying, fam. <laughs> not with Flash, yo. I'm like, yo, I'm serious. That's my, my cousin is Raheem. It's like, stop, stop. That's not your cousin. Does, but, um, does, yeah, does Rozel Jr. Know the, know the importance of Raheem? I mean, and, and, uh, I, mean yep. I know you've told him, but did, did yeah, he, he had, pick he it up on his own? But I think that's why he's been able, he's, he's thinking the way he's thinking. Because since a little kid, that's all I told him was legacy. I said, we got a legacy, man. Like, yo, this is in our bloodline. Like, yo, think about it. This is like the beginning of hip-hop. This is when nobody yeah. knew about hip-hop. And like look hip-hop where your pops is at. Yeah. yeah, that's I'm like, just look where your pops is at. I'm like, you take the torch and you flip it into what you want to flip it into. So, you know, to me, to me, that's a beautiful thing. This is see the influence from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. That's the, <laughs> the, you know? the legacy so, episode. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, it all it all starts like you know, you know, parent the child. Like that's how you got to do it. You know, even even my cousin Raheem, like his kids are so talented too, singers and artists. I'm like, yo, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. You know, but yeah, it's a, to me, it's like fatherhood, man. That's like that's the battery in my back right now. It's like, yo, what can I do? What can I do next to keep them inspired? Let, let me ask you. Know, you that's I a good way to look at it. Yeah, it is. You know, because to me, my mother always told me, you got to lead by example. Like, you could talk all that game you want to talk. You could talk a good one. Like, yeah, I do this and this and that for my kids, and I take care of them. <laughs> right. Great. <laughs> right. Great. Now, what have you done to make them go, shit, I can do that. Right. And to see the real that's, possibilities. That's yeah. You, you know, know some... I mean, like, like I said, my mother was stuck out. It wasn't like, my mother wasn't like, no kids now. Oh, dude, you didn't hug me. So I got to go to therapy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, that should be nah, real out here. Like, it's real. My mother's like, this is the real world. And this is what I got to do to get it. Now, you ain't got to follow the same exact footsteps that I've taken, but there's no reason for you to be lazy hmm. is the point here. I did this, this, and this, and this to create this. Now, what you going to do? Yeah. I like, so, the I like the battery in the back idea because I, I find myself, especially lately, if I'm going through anything that's um, – challenging whether it's mm -hmm. physical or anything you know job related or whatever i just all of a sudden i'll, I'll kind of mentally pretend like if if my son was watching me right now mm. you know what i would i fold doing? or would i push right. forward and finish so that he could be proud and see like okay you know daddy could daddy can handle it and take care of it and inspire him right. you, you, you gotta be the example like even if even if you live in a little file, man, keep that shit away from your kids. Yeah. Keep the file, keep the yo. I don't, I don't know how Bill got caught, but yo, keep that shit far away. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, I'm just gonna keep it 100. Like you know, ain't no no one's perfect, but it's like, listen, what's the bigger picture here? Right. Are we gonna focus on um, the mistake, or are we gonna focus on how we gonna move forward and be better? Because I don't want your kids to start all over. Right. This is not what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to start all over. We're trying to build. We're trying to build that family wealth, so that at least that family consistency. Like, okay, yep. my pop did this. I'm gonna grab the torch. Yeah. I'm gonna flip it into this, and your kids think the same way. Each, lift up each generation to be better than the one before. Right. The two point the three point ones. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you just keep. You know, you gotta. You gotta advance your lineage. Like, okay, we we. We started from below the bottom, yeah. so we got to dig our way out of that. You know, so yeah, Woo! man. Like I said, that's that's the battery for me, man. Every day, I'm like, all right, what I gotta do now? Like, <laughs> all right, I gotta go to Venezuela and freaking save some refugees, beatboxing <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? We teach the whole village how to beatbox in Venezuela, some <laughs> off remote city, off remote town somewhere. Like, yeah, that's dope. Actually, that is dope. Now I'm just saying because they they see that's that. a documentary they right there. That. We need to do that one. 
<laughs> Just wait, Let's wait, do it. wait, wait for the Beat phone call. The freedom. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, man, but that's that's what it's about. It's like, yo, you got to keep thinking, what's the next, the next level? I mean, I see you guys. I see you, Nori, FN. Y'all keep evolving. You know what I'm saying? It's the evolution. Like, what are we going to do next? It's going to shake everybody up. Like, oh, damn, yeah. I thought about it, but I didn't do it. But y'all went and did it. Yeah, just got to do it sometimes. You know, but like that's the type to me. That's the type of presence you have to set on your kids. Like, come on, there's, no, there's nothing lazy over here. Get up, get it done, get nice. it done. My kids know I don't go to I don't I don't go to work. I don't punch in nine to five. Get off. Nah, dad got to sit around and go. Okay, what are we gonna do now? What's the game plan? What's the next thing? What's the next project? What's the next mission? Okay, where we going now? What's the next city? Who we gonna meet today? Who we gonna make a believer? Like, yo, okay, you like hip hop? Yeah, I really don't like hip hop. All right, listen to this. Oh my God, this is hip hop. I love it. <laughs> Who we gonna convert today? That's my thing. Who we gonna convert today? Because I always gotta convert somebody. Because you know they hear stuff through the media, what it is. They really don't know what it is. But I'm like, okay, this is this is hip hop. Really? Like, you guys really? I thought it was a drum machine that was doing all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, in some cases there is, but then in other cases, it's a human being that's really doing it. So, you know, that, that's my philosophy. Like, yo, what's my mission is to convert people, you know, just convert them over to hip hop. Hip hop missionary. That's, that's the documentary. Yeah, that's, the yeah. Religion, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's the religion right there. You know, for real, for real. Well, and on but that yeah, note, man, yeah, but yeah, I think man, we all got to feed some kids. Word up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, you know. But man, we we uh we appreciate you taking the time and you're welcome anytime. Anytime you want to join us. Keep talking yes, fatherhoods. Yeah, man. Like yo, just you know, be be what's this what's this the uh, old school record? No, I ain't gonna say yeah. old school. Right? Yeah, be a father to your child. Yeah, yeah. Remember that song? Be a father yep. to your That's... child. Shout Listen, out to Ed man, OG. I mean, I mean, in, in some cases, in some society, we get a bad rap, man. We get a bad rap. Now you know it's like everybody's everybody's not on on it like that. So some people rather have the cookie cut version. And to me, it's like yo. You got to embrace something that's helping your kids move forward. So embrace that. Whether it's, you know, the, the father's not in the home and he's doing, you know, he's doing everything he can to, to move, to move that lineage forward with his actions. You got to embrace that as well. Cause everybody thinks it's about monetary. Like if I throw money at it, it's all good. Not really. Mm-hmm. Those are the kids that wind up on the couch. Yeah. If you just throw money at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Yeah, we we appreciate you, Rod. Thank you for uh taking the time. We we man, gotta go, thank but, you, man. but we 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 don't want you to hang up just yet because we got one more thing we want you to do, but we're not gonna let people listen. So we're gonna cut the podcast yeah, yeah, off let's, for let's them. Do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, family. All right. Let's go.